Today on We Here, Kristen Cavallari and her husband Jake Cutler are finally home after a three-week quarantine in the Bahamas. Lady Gaga is putting together a star-studded virtual concert in the wake of all of the financial drama with her dad. And in more cyber news, Matthew McConaughey hosted virtual bingo for a Texas senior center, a role he was born to play. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Uh No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Here, a page six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Maggie, today's story behind the story involves the Bahamas, as you mentioned in the opener. It reminded me, you know, I was supposed to be in the Bahamas a couple weeks ago for my kids' spring break, and we canceled our trip amid the whole corona situation. You know, it was before everything was sort of shut down, but it seemed unwise to go and seemed like traveling was a bad idea in general. Just for the record, Maggie, I never do anything like that. I I am not one <laughs> to be on island getaways. Mm. You know, I'm from Brooklyn, as you know. I feel more comfortable on the streets. You don't feel so, more comfortable on the island of Manhattan? That's not your chosen Exactly. Island? Like the last <laughs> my wife kids like the last time I was on on the beach, I was wearing a blazer. <laughs> Everyone was in a bathing suit. I mean, I did. I think it was a bathing suit and a blazer. You're consistent of nothing else, Ian. I have a blazer for every occasion. I have a beach blazer. One time early in our courtship, my future wife and I went, I guess, hiking together. I wore a hiking blazer, my cashmere hiking blazer. (laughs) So in any event, my Bahamas vacation got ruined. I was actually really looking forward to it, but it seems like not everyone canceled their trip as maybe they should have. That's right. We learned today that Kristen Cavallari and her husband, Jake Cutler, are finally home after three weeks of being in the Bahamas. But it seems as if there are a lot of questions because there's a whole timeline that doesn't really add up here. Maggie, Kristen Cavallari of Very Cavallari, or as I say it, Vari Cavallari, And her husband, Jay Cutler, or as I say, Jay Cutler, were in the Bahamas and they said they were quarantined for three weeks. But the thing is, you couldn't really be stuck in the Bahamas because the Bahamas had closed itself off to outsiders. But if you wanted to leave, apparently you could leave. And in fact, at some point, the Bahamas was even telling people, get the hell out of here. We don't want you in the Bahamas. If you're not from here, take off. Yeah. And it seems like this little drama that Cavallari and crew have undergone is pretty interesting. Like, we've seen everything from... On March 12th, Kristen posting that she was in New York. She lives in Nashville. March 12th was the day that the stay-at-home order was initially issued. In New York. In New York. uh, I would just love to point out that my quarantine began then. So I have been quarantined in Brooklyn, not in the Bahamas, since March 13th. (laughs) Maggie, not that it's a competition, but... I've been quarantined for even longer because, as you remember, I had a cold and now looking back on it was uber responsibly staying home, just quarantining myself. And remember, that's when I was podcasting from from my bathtub in Brooklyn. 
the bathtub sessions, an it iconic was time in your life. The thing about those bathtub sessions was that it turned out that I didn't really need to be in the bathtub. I had just decided that that was the ideal podcasting place in the bathtub with a blanket over my head. But then we did subsequent episodes where I was in the comfort of like an actual room or something that couldn't be filled with water and it came out just fine. (laughs) Yeah, it came out just fine. So I was unnecessarily podcasting on a bathtub. That's true. You were quarantining from home. We were early on in this. But Kristen Cavallari, I guess, heard that stay at home order and rather than go back to Nashville or stay in New York, they got on a plane and headed to the Bahamas. Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler, and another couple who Mm -hmm. appear on her reality show all headed off to the Bahamas. And they were there for three weeks, right? They were there for three weeks. And I mean, I will say, while, you know, her updates have been pretty par for the course for Kristen Cavallari, like some promotional stuff, talking about like, hey, this is a time we should all be home. Here's my cookbook. Here's an outfit I'm wearing. Here's jewelry from my brand. Uh, Justin Anderson, who I believe is her friend and her hairstylist, has been kind of really letting people know what it is. On March 29th, he posted, I'm still out here distancing, peace sign emoji, very chill with my current situation, but my bed, housewives, and Netflix, and a normal diet, and maybe a glass of water sounds pretty nice. So I guess Justin was really our insight to what was going on, talking about the island family figuring out their groove, making fitness a priority, taking turns watching the kids. Uh... And he does make note of all the negativity in the comments. Side note, because I like to keep the negativity at a minimum here. This is where we happen to be isolated. Where we happen to be isolated. Hmm. Well, that's the thing. I think he's sort of missing the the backlash. And I, I kind of did too, Maggie, because when I first um, saw this story, I – because these days it's hard to keep track of there's so many different types of backlash. Mm -hmm. It's very (laughs) nuanced, right? Because basically what you have is a lot of people are at home, obviously isolating. A lot of people are, you know, losing their jobs. There's a lot of fear out there. And then you have celebrities and rich people, which we've talked about before, posting pictures of their luxurious surroundings during their isolation, like David Geffen did when he isolated in the Caribbean on his mega yacht. Mm-hmm. So initially, I thought, hey, listen, leave Kristen Cavallari alone. Um, you're getting very harsh on Cavallari. <laughs> this is... And... Um, You know, it's like they're in the Bahamas. I I did think, like, I have to admit, in my own selfish way, I thought, like, well, I was supposed to go to the Bahamas. What if I had gone to the Bahamas and I and I had the means and the you know, et cetera? um, Would I just? Could you just stay in the Bahamas? Like, would that be fun? Like, get stuck in the Bahamas? Like, you know? um, But that's not really what the backlash was about, which is what I think Anderson is addressing, he's acting as if people are just hating on them because Mm -hmm. they're isolating in an island paradise. Right. Uh, But that's not really what the backlash is about, right? The backlash, as you said, is about, hey, you were in New York. You don't live in New York, but you were in New York, the epicenter of this outbreak in the United States so far. Right. 
And then there was a stay at home order, but you headed out to JFK, you know, to jump on a flight to the Bahamas. And then basically you potentially, you know, like at this point, no, but no island paradise wants a New Yorker there who just came from the epicenter. So it's like right. it was irresponsible to show up in the Bahamas. Then the Bahamas shut down flights into the Bahamas, but not out of the Bahamas. So you could have left at any time, but they're kind yeah. of acting like, oh my God, we're stranded on an island. Ah, <laughs> I think there's a real lack of empathy here. Like, New York, obviously, we're living in New York, we're podcasting from New York three times a week. And for us, you know, I don't want this to happen to every other major city. I want people to flatten the curve as quickly as they can to be smart about it. So they're not in the situation that we're in, you know, people are dying in record numbers. We've never seen anything like this. So it is a little hard to see this idea that you're trapped on an island when you're not, when you could get back to your home and do what you have to do there, stay home, flatten the curve and be considerate of other people. Yeah, flatten the curve, flatten the sandcastle, and get the hell out of the Bahamas. Lady Gaga says she's raised $35 million to help fight coronavirus, and now she's joining forces with the World Health Organization for a virtual concert that will serve as a moment of global unity amid the pandemic. Yeah, Maggie, Lady Gaga has put together this concert and um, it's going to feature Elton John, Lizzo, Billie Eilish, Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney, John Legend, and many more. The one thing I was confused about, Maggie, is this is with the World Health Organization, the WHO. So Mm -hmm. I thought actually she was co-headlining it with The Who. Um, (laughs) So I had gotten kind of excited that there was going to be a who reunion. <laughs> ah, that's a bit of dad humor for you. We need it, Ian. Bring, I wouldn't have bring been it on. excited. The who's old. But the thing I'm impressed by, Maggie, is that this concert is not a fundraiser. So Lady Gaga basically, on her own time and on her own dime, called all her famous and rich friends and got them to um, chip in money for this thing. She raised $35 million. She announced this concert that's going to be broadcast on all the major, well, on CBS, NBC, and ABC, I believe. But she said that, you know, this isn't a fundraiser, that people should put their wallets away. It's just something for them to enjoy. It's for people to have a diversion and entertainment and something fun and uplifting during this pandemic. So it's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, I've seen so many stars, right, go off the rails with their fans with, you know, like Pharrell Williams, we had talked about saying like, hey, you should donate like all this stuff. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? What are you doing? So I guess right. Lady Gaga got the message. Yeah. And this comes right after... Um, our reporting about Lady Gaga's dad asking for donations to support his restaurant staff. Remember that? That feels like a lifetime ago. So the announcement of this concert and all of Lady Gaga's fundraising comes soon after there was a bit of an uproar over her dad asking for donations for his restaurant staff. Right. Her dad, Joe Germanata of Joanne Trattoria. Joe Germanata, yes. Joanne Trattoria. And um, she uh, basically, yeah, her dad was asking 
people to donate um, to like a relief fund for the wait staff at his restaurant. And our own Carlos Greer had exclusively reported that when Lady Gaga got wind of this harebrained scheme, she was um, she was really upset because there was a huge backlash that spilled over onto her where fans mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, Joe Germanata of Joanne Trattoria, your daughter's worth millions and, you know, you're asking the public for money to bail out your staff. Like, why not ask her for some change to do that? And Carlos reported that Lady Gaga was very upset by this. She found out the news on her birthday, which was like an unwelcome birthday surprise. Um, she thought that the whole thing was tone deaf. Apparently, uh, sources close to Joe said, hey, like he realized he had made a mistake. It wasn't a good idea. He had just sort of gotten caught up in, you know, there are a lot of GoFundMe pages out there and a lot of charity. And there's obviously a lot of um, pleas for donations to restaurant workers who are being hit so hard by the uh, coronavirus pandemic because they're all out of work. So I think that this concert and this $35 million fundraising campaign by Lady Gaga, Maggie, is probably most likely, I can't say with certainty, but a direct result of Page Six's reporting, where maybe she saw that and she saw the thing about her dad and she felt bad. And then she was like, I got to go out and do something. Or maybe she's just an empathetic person in the world. I don't know. It could go either way. You might remember she delayed the release of both. her album because she felt like it was such a hectic and scary time that she just didn't feel right to release her album. But now I'm like, maybe she should perform some of these new songs. That first video she released was pretty fire and people were into it. Maybe we need that now. Would you be into, like, are you a type of person, like, do you listen to Lady Gaga? You know, I do and I don't. I think that she... She has her moments where she's incredible and other times where I'm just not that interested. But I've seen her in concert. She's in, She is a hell of a performer. She puts on a great, great show. But I'm not like a diehard Lady Gaga fan like others are. And is there anyone on this concert lineup that you would be excited to tune in to see at all? Um, no, honest. because for me, the, the appeal of a concert is seeing it live, being there, you know, singing the songs with people around you, feeling the energy, hearing what the person says in between songs. You know, it's not something that's coming from their homes. Yeah. I always feel bad because whenever there are these like mega concerts, they're like the lineup is announced. And this makes me sound like such a douche, but it's always like, Oh my God, this makes you sound so awful, but I don't care, Maggie. It's just always like incredibly mainstream acts that yeah. I just don't really care about. You know what I mean? And it's never Radiohead. Yeah, it is well, never which Radiohead. Is a main, Radiohead's a mainstream act too. But then again, I have had my comeuppance because like I've always thought like John Legend, for example, is like totally generic. And in the past, I've even said that I, I don't even know one John Legend song, you know? But you then, probably like, I do. You're just unaware. Well, I think by accident. I mean, I guess if you were shopping yeah. at like a restoration hardware or something, you would hear it. But I have seen him perform at various galas. This, this I sound worse and worse by the minute. Various galas <laughs> and charity functions because he does do that a lot, which is great. And I have to admit, he is like an amazing performer. And I have been like, wow, John Legend. You know, that was that was actually really good. Anyway. Billy Joe anyway. Armstrong is going to be there. Eddie Vedder. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. The problem is also it's like when you're like a douchey music fan, 
it's also like the problem is that like you're like yeah i would have been excited to see that in like 19 you know 90 whatever Mm -hmm. like the time that i saw pearl jam and smashing pumpkins open for the red hot chili peppers a dream and a nightmare (laughs) it was a dream and a nightmare exactly (laughs) um but i digress maggie Back to Lady Gaga. You, you don't think like Billy Corgan singing right now could bring us all back together? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, I had a lot of concert tickets, you know, for the next few months. And you did? Who are you going to see? Yeah, Is I was going to see Blood Orange at Radio City. I love Blood Orange. Um, I was going to see the 1975 at Madison Square Garden. Wow. That's uh, cool. I was going to see. Third Eye Blind and Saves the Day as kind of a 90s gag. Uh, Gag, literally. I just kind of think. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Mainly because that one is across the street from our office. That was also at Radio City. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I was desperately trying to get tickets to The Format, which was a reunion show for Nate Ruiz's first band, who are from Arizona and super good. So yeah, uh, I was supposed to be doing all that. I was supposed to be learning how to surf in Costa Rica this week, actually. Supposed to be getting there on You could have been Vari Cavallari. (laughs) But just showing where we're at now, Maggie, it's like Mm -hmm. the hottest ticket that I had coming up for a live show was the Spring Sing at a preschool. Oh, yeah. You could still probably get a front row seat to that in your house. Yeah. I know. That's true, actually. It might be on Zoom. Matthew McConaughey is doing his part in lifting people's spirits. And this week, he provided a bit of surprise entertainment for residents in quarantine at a Texas senior living facility by hosting virtual bingo it seems like the role he was born to play he is so good at it it's pretty amazing he actually should yeah he's an amazing bingo caller he's a great mc you know he had these he was shouting out numbers calling out people's names making them laugh well i've actually you know maggie i've fallen asleep to the sound of matthew mcconaughey's voice on the calm app oh yeah you've talked about that before I have talked about it because Calm has sponsored our show before, and he's a it is it, his voice is it's just like it just kind of makes you feel better. I have to say, and when you see the clip of him, and I think we have a bit of a clip of him calling out the bingo, it just makes you feel better. We got an I twenty four, I twenty four. Oh, Richard Blutch is waving a hammer up high. Well, we got Charles Kings in the iPad up high. We got two winners. Look at this. Look at that board. He's like Texan Xanax. Just soothes the soul with that accent. Totally. His laid back drawl. It's funny that you mentioned you were listening to McConaughey to fall asleep because the other night I had this dream in which I went to see How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which, you know, Matthew McConaughey. Kate Hudson, but in my dream, in my working from home mind, I cast Adam Driver in the role of McConaughey. 
And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. This dramatic version of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I have to write about this. We have to cover this. This is the performance of Adam Driver's lifetime. And then I woke up and realized it was just a stress dream about work. And that never happened. So wait, it was a remake of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days starring yes. Adam Driver in the McConaughey yes. role? Yes, exactly. And was Kate Hudson playing herself again? She was. That is amazing. Right? Maybe I'm this like, could happen, actually, during this coronavirus thing. People are, you know... Recasting film. The, um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is, I think, one of the best movies of all time. Or at least it's one of those movies that... If you turn on your TV and it's and it's on, you would just watch it at any point in the movie. You would there are a few movies like that that yes. like Goodfellas. Good I was just gonna say Goodfellas, anytime it's on, I'll watch it to the end. About a boy, I'd find to be one of those movies where just like mm-hmm. if it was on, you would just watch it from any point in the movie and just like watch mm-hmm. the rest of the movie until the yeah. end when Matthew McConaughey comes up with the Frost Yourself campaign. It's funny though, Maggie, that you mentioned that because I, um, I've been having a lot of social distancing anxiety dreams. There's like, I, I thought that I had had as a Brooklyn Jew, you know, every type of anxiety dream there, there is, you know, uh, known to man, but now there's a new one. The social distancing anxiety dream. And the other night I had like three of them like just back-to-back social distancing anxiety nightmares. And one of them was that for some reason my um, my wife came up with the idea um, in my dream that rather than recycling our newspapers, we mm-hmm. needed to go sell them um, yeah. on the street corner, which I hope this is a dream that does not come true, that, that, <laughs> that my career in the newspaper business is selling recycled papers on mm-hmm. the corner but in any event so we were selling these recycled newspapers <laughs> on the corner like in our neighborhood like with our kids and th- and i was like this and i was telling her i was like this is a really bad idea like we shouldn't be doing this and she was like no you're so irresponsible like that we have to do this and then like an old man came up to me who wanted to buy the paper and i was like oh well finally at least i have a sale here and I was selling my recycled newspaper and then he was like, thanks. And he, and he touched my he shoulder and I was like, ah, and then he like touched my hand and I had to take the money. And I was like, oh my God, this person is like touching me. They're not mm-hmm. practicing social distancing. Then I had a dream that I had to take my family on vacation to an, an amusement park. And of course, all amusement parks and like theme parks are closed. I mean, first of all, it's a nightmare having to go to an amusement park or a theme park, even when they're open. In reality, yeah. In reality, but in this nightmare, we had to go to one that was in outer space. Oh, I love that, yeah. actually. It was actually- like how far in, socially distanced you needed to go. Exactly. It was in outer space, but people at this, and the the uh, some of the attractions and things that were going on at this place were pretty amazing, Maggie, in my dream. But- What was there? It was packed with people. Oh, there were like- um, you know, like instead of like sort of sh- weird like shows with like fountains and lights and stuff, there was like uh-huh. stuff with synchronized spaceships flying around. It was pretty cool. Um, that's what they will be doing when <laughs> amusement parks and space reopen. But I um, 
But all I could think about was the social distancing thing because it was packed with people. We were around other people and everyone was paying attention to these like amazing spectacles. And all I could think about was, oh my God, we're so close to these people. They're like, <laughs> they're, you know, coughing on us. They're touching us. Then at some point we went into some restaurant to eat and um, the... Uh, <laughs> And and then uh, Snow White came over and sat on my lap. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. And now the dream. Now, now we need to so, start eating also, spicy showing, foods before bed. These dreams could use some work. But showing how above board I am, Maggie, etc. When Snow White came over at this Disney park in outer space and sat on my lap as we were eating lunch <laughs> or whatever. I wasn't thinking, I was only thinking, oh my God, I hope Snow White doesn't have coronavirus. Why is she sitting wow. on my lap? This is not social dis- distancing. The dream was not going in any other direction, Maggie. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that, Ian. Uh, I just... I'm sorry I brought this topic up. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. <laughs> oh, man. I hope our therapists are not tuning into this episode. By the time this whole thing is done, Maggie, we are going to end up in some sort of Zoom therapy together. I'm supposed to be recording my dreams and telling my therapist, and if she finds out I've been talking about it on the podcast and not to her, she might not be thrilled. That's it for this episode of We Hear. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We'd love to hear your questions and ideas and maybe even your dreams at this point. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? If so, email us your hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then. I don't even want to tell you what the seven dwarves did.